What are you talking about? Hell no. Uh-uh. That ain't gonna fly. Facts, homie. Straight facts. I just want to keep it real. It's all I know. Fake news? Uh-uh. Why would you do that? Exactly where did you get that from? Nah, can't believe it. Man, you gotta come with some papers. You got to show papers on that. This is it, man. This is the start. This is the start. Yeah, man, this is how it's gonna start. It, yes, man, real spiel. This is how it's gonna start. The show starts. Huh? Yes, man, the intro. Real spiel. Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes, real indeed. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Appreciate you being with me on uh, Wednesday, August 21st, around 3 o'clock. That's the time I'm recording it. Doesn't matter the time you listen to it. Morning, afternoon, evening, or night, we're here. And by we, I mean myself and Jake Stevens, again, in the booth. We're recording Real Spiel. It's a podcast, and I would love it if you leave a nice review on whatever platform it is you're listening, Apple, Anchor, or Spotify. Five-star reviews do a lot towards bolstering our confidence, providing dope content for everyone that listens. Jake, how you doing? I'm good. Good. Yeah? Yeah, man. I'm actually feeling energized. You sure? Yeah. All right. Sometimes Jake needs a little caffeine. I got to kick him in the nuts before we start. We were talking about Derek Lewis, his balls being hot. That man, dude, it's funny how a viral moment will gain you so just just people to follow you. Virality. That used to be like a bad thing. If you was going viral, that means that you was about to die. Like it was Black Plague or some shit. Now if you go viral, that means you got a million dollars or at least a million hits. It's crazy. I mean, people get have gotten famous off of that shit. Yeah. Well, you know, famous in certain circles. What does fame mean now? Will there well, ever I mean, be? Like people who sign like deals and stuff off mm. of going viral. Like little Mason Ramsey, dude. I don't even know who that is. That's so. the yodeling kid. Oh, okay, Yodel the kid. Walmart. Yeah, got you. He All has right. a record deal. This man has performed at like Lollapalooza and shit. He has little videos online where he'd be smooth as shit, be turning around, like make a little spin move, and then then does the little snapping point. I'm glad that people like that can get on now because it used to be gatekeepers that held people like that from being able to enter the realms of fame or stardom. That's what I'm saying. What is it now? I mean, the internet has helped in a lot of that, but that's a story for a different time. Well, I mean, it's a good story to talk about. Um, me and my homegirl were debating whether or not Drake is the last living pop star. Well, that's like, uh, mm, I don't know. Yeah. I think music stars are a little different. Now, movie stars, on the other hand, Leo DiCaprio, in my eyes, is like the last living, like, true mega star. Well, Denzel, there's a couple of them, but we, you know, we, we talked about that. But they're um, all older, though. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, younger dudes, yeah, Leo's holding the torch for a lot of them. But with music, I think it has changed a lot. We got on the Drake topic because we were making fun of the fact that he got that shitty tattoo of him walking in front of the Beatles across Abbey Road because he's got more streams and more hits than them. Hey, if he wants to celebrate it, let the man celebrate. Hey, good for him. I'm just saying Drake gets away with doing a lot of lame shit because he's Drake and we recognize he's great at what he does. So we acknowledge that. Well, he's got shit from the jump, though. I mean, ever since the beginning of the music career, it's like, oh, that's the... That's the wheelchair kid from Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that he sang and fell in love with strippers and all that, we just forgave it. At least most people. Because we all do it, too. Exactly. That's true. Well, <laughs> yeah, some of us. Yeah, and he we got We all that, sing. Uh, I love singing in the shower. I we my, all might fall in love with some strippers from time to time. I definitely fall in love with the idea of being in love with a stripper, whether or not it actually goes through. 
but I understand how the music industry has shifted towards streams being a big deal, but does that mean that you're more popping or more famous or the Beatles are the Beatles? Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just think like it's easier to be known worldwide as a as a just artist in general. Exactly. But uh so is it as impressive? Is he the last one? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cuz like people love Justin Bieber. People love Bieber, people and, love Timberlake, and, uh, and people know who he is. Mm. Chris Brown. If he never hit Rihanna, he would Yeah, be that dude. That's unfortunate how those type of moments can take I mean, you out his, too. His music is pretty good. His career has been pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's funny how we d- decide to just take certain people like that from the spectrum, but other people are allowed to enter back in. Oh, yeah. We, people do get away with a lot of shit. And then other people are just like blackballed. Look at OJ. Hello, Twitter world. <laughs> My boy is very current on events and on topics. It- yeah, I mean, he's on top of it, but, like, do have people's opinions really changed about I, OJ? I mean, because 20-some years later, people are still, like, what's that What's that mean? People can't see it, but when the meme, because I just made the face when the dude's, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people he just listen. turns with the cup, because it's like, damn, that guy that guy murdered a couple, like, couple people, eh, <laughs> ain't yeah. got away with it. People are still freaked out about OJ. I get it. He's basically a black, bald version of uh, Cliff Booth from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. That guy killed his wife and got away with it. Spoiler alert. But uh, but but you're right, because it is funny, because, like, I mean, look at, even in the comedy world, like, coming up and in the Me Too movement, but in comedy more and more uh, is what I'm going to focus on here, because it's like... Um, What's the what's the white dude? Louis C.K. Louis C.K. People are still having a hard time with him doing that. Those secret like the secret shows and shit. But Aziz Ansari has his his shit on Netflix still. Um, Did you see that? I haven't watched it. I know he addresses it, but yeah, but I, uh, it. I know it's different situations too with what happened. But like he's back. Uh, the dude who hosted who hosts like the Talking Dead. Um, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. He had that scan, like the scandal. He's back. If you look into the details of him well, and Aziz's situation, though, you understand the, why they're very, back. It is very different. I'm just saying how that's in a very in that specific scope of comedy. But like, even so, some people get back, and other people, even in football, like Tyreek Hill, no suspension, even though there's a whole tape. And again, the details are different. But Zeke comes out and has like this shit happen, and they're like, "Oh, eight games or six games, right exactly. off, right off the break." And it's the same situation. Oh, no one's gonna testify, and there's no police report here, um, so we can't do anything. Well, isn't that what happened? Like, it never went to court, or he didn't get a police report filed against him. Zeke, I'm talking about now. So yeah, no, it's interesting. I think it's a pick and choose thing, and people have different feelings about different shit. It's definitely a pick and choose thing, but it's always a vocal minority that sort of sets the tone. Because if you ask most people in the common sense, if they're frustrated about anything being talked about in the mainstream, they'll say, oh, I didn't even know that was happening. Or I'm really indifferent on that topic. I think I think that's a lot of things. And I think that's the media's fault. Because what happens is, is like you said, 80% is generally all on the same page, kind of feels the same. And then the most radical on both the sides like 10% of people or 20% have this wild ass thoughts and everyone goes off these wild ass thoughts because they are kind of crazy to talk about. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane how like just 
small amounts can drive the conversation. Yeah, drive narrative. Well, perfect segue to Jay-Z. Black people are angry. Jake, how do white people feel? I know I I don't fuck with it. You don't like the fact that he's partnering with the NFL? I don't I'm initially when I first heard the news, I was like, good on the NFL, like good on that. Then I started thinking about it. How can you sit here and support that shit? Especially after that, that fucking interview press conference shit. Oh, I think it's time we get past it. Bro, what? Have you t- who'd you talk to, to 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 talk about this? And then hold on, wait a minute. Didn't for the past few years I'm not saying you obviously, but didn't for the past few years, like, didn't he fucking tell people, No, nah, don't work with them? Or when someone said they're going to, he told them, Oh no, 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 like don't don't work with them. Got people to back out. That's and totally then, he, then he's getting paid to work with them. That's totally beside the point. I don't know the facts around specific conversations he had with other people who might have had a business deal with the NFL. I'm just saying in general, like performers and stuff, like Rihanna didn't perform, probably Jay-Z was probably in her ear. She probably had the the forethought to do it on her own. These are all probablys. We don't know. But but it's, no, I think it's widely known that he had told certain people, don't, don't, we do business with NFL. Is that widely known though? Were those text conversations published? I don't know anything. I have no idea what Jay-Z told people in private. I mean, like, they, Eric Reed has talked about it. And can he still, like, he uh, wore Cap jerseys and was with Cap, and then he does this he shit. He is with Cap. And doesn't even talk talk about this shit with Cap? Cap is talking about it. Cap did a deal with the NFL. Ain't nobody mad about Cap for settling with the NFL for Look, however much money he settled for, the are NFL, they? One, the NFL, if I was Cap, I'd want to settle, too. It wasn't about me getting back in the league. It was about... But nobody's was, mad about that. He a, took the NFL's money, it though, right? It was about saying... Hey, if somebody you, offered you, blackball, you blackballed me. He's gonna work with. The, he wants to work with the NFL. If he somebody, wants to be back, wouldn't that be him working with the NFL? If somebody offered Kaepernick a starting job, would he play? I think so. Exactly. Is that a problem? That's that's different though. If the league accepts him back and is like, oh, you're not blackballed. The thing is that he's getting blackballed for. A, it doesn't a change the fact that he was blackballed though. He was already blackballed for three years. Yeah, They've already that's, admitted that's that settling it. proves it because exactly. they clearly don't want the details coming out. Exactly, and he agreed to that, Jake. He agreed to that. He took that money. Well, and he also, wait, 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 he also took $54 million from Nike for the last two years to be the face of this movement. That, I don't, that, the whole Nike thing, I'm on the Jake, I'm, on I'm the just business. saying. But taking the money from the NFL is I'm different. I'm just saying. It's different. Are we not allowed to work with any corporations? This is ignorant. Black people need to have a seat at the table. I think young, light-skinned people in general, when we talk about Eric Reed and Kenny Stills having inferiority about their own blackness... So they feel like they need to be more vocal on issues than regular niggas like me and his head coach, Brian Flores, who happened to play eight straight Jay-Z songs Look, at practice just think, to prove a point. I don't think Cap's with it, though. Cap's super light-skinned, too. He just figured out he was black three years into the NFL, being I'm raised just, by white I'm people. I'm just saying, dude. Like, this is a big issue I for get, me. Look, I get, I get Jay-Z is now in, and now he's going to have like maybe part ownership or have a, a stake of a team and can sit there and go, all right, Cap, you're going to come play for me. That... He's not going to okay, do that because like, Cap doesn't want to play football anymore. If he did, he would be. I mean, he just put out the video that he does want to play football. Like, I'm still ready three years every day working out, getting up at five, doing all this shit. I think he's ready to play. I think he could still play. You're telling me that fucking 40-year-old Josh McCown is a better quarterback than Cap? I didn't say that. I said if Cap wanted to play football, he'd be playing football right now. Name a team who would bring him into play. It's not about a team that would bring him into play. If he wanted to play, he could play. There are options for Cap to play. I believe I he was. I believe he's been offered backup positions, and he says no. He wants to come in as a starter. I don't. I don't think that's true. I think it is, but whether or not that's the case, we don't know. Private conversations Jay Z might have had with 
other performers and entertainers that wanted to perform with the NFL. And we don't know what Cap's been told by team owners and GMs and coaches behind closed doors. What I do know is that a lot of people have made a lot of money partnering with corporations that have done all types of illegal and immoral shit, whether it be Nike, Adidas, the NFL, oil companies, McDonald's, soda companies, Budweiser. I mean, whatever, bro. So... What are we saying? Do we not want to partner with any corporations? Do we not believe no, in capitalism? That's not what I'm saying. But you're not. You can't be about one thing this whole time and then turn around and do this other shit. He's that's not doing that's other hypocritical. Shit. He's getting a seat at the table to influence change. That's a progressive step in the okay, right well, direction. Well, you see it different than me because this man was in Cap's corner. This man was with Cap. Oh, I think we're past kneeling. Like who? Who's past kneeling? We are past kneeling, Jake. What does kneeling do? What has kneeling done? It still brings it to the light. Does nobody know the these issues is exist? Still, no, they do. But I'm saying, though, it still shit happens because of the kneeling. Like, it brings other things to light, too. Like, oh, you should know your rights. Oh, you should know all this shit. People still yeah. kneel. Now, that, now, I do think now the they are still diluted. kneeling on the fact that Cap is out and that this shit is still going on and nothing is being done. As we keep seeing with these, with, granted, that police officer did get fired. It's about fucking time from the air garner shit. But... Nah, I don't know. He's being hypocritical, bro. It's bullshit that if that dude... If he was never in Cap's corner, then all right, I'd see it. And it's cool. It's bullshit that that dude only got fired. That dude should be in jail for choking out Eric be Garner. In jail. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that dude should have been in jail the second that shit comes out. It should have went to court. It should have done all that shit. But no, they. you know how it is with that shit. And people shouldn't need to kneel for it. And that shouldn't keep Jay-Z from being able to influence change amongst a bunch of white I don't dudes think that didn't the... even know these issues existed. Jay-Z is now going to be in a room full of owners that wouldn't even have addressed nah, the Rooney Do you really rule. think the team that brings him in is going to have him be the the face owner of a team? It doesn't matter. It's a progressive step in the right direction toward him being the face owner of a team. How did Michael Jordan get to own the Charlotte Hornets? Because he worked closely with the Washington Wizards as a player. Because he's, he's rich as fuck and he can buy the team. No, but how did he get a seat at the table first? It's because he's he was also executive the greatest with the Wizards. who played basketball. He was, it's because he was an executive with the Wizards. And because he's the goat of basketball. Magic Johnson has sat very closely with the Lakers. He's not going to own that team anytime soon. Yeah, no, because I don't think he wants to own the team. You're crazy. And he doesn't have the money to own the team. You're crazy if you think Magic Johnson doesn't want to own the Lakers. But these are all separate conversations. I wanted to focus on Jay-Z and everybody being mad about it because I don't think it's everybody. I was in a room with three black people yesterday and none of us cared. I don't think it's everybody. And I I don't feel that strongly about it. But if you look at the media... In the sake of arguing, I will argue about it. But like me sitting here is like, oh, I think this. But I, what the fuck do I care? I'm never going to have that much money. That's just not really going to affect anything. Oh, he gets to pick and choose the Super Bowl halftime show. Big fucking deal. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, he has like he's the head of social justice and entertainment. It's a big deal because it didn't exist before. It's a conversation that's now being had. And whether or not it represents Well, I a think large... the conversation being had is not the conversation that should be had. The conversation that should be had is, all right, cool. Jay-Z's at the table now. What is he going to do? Here are some ideas that he could do instead of people arguing about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that he's at the table. Exactly. I agree. So why is that the only thing people are focusing on? Not the only thing, but when you look at ESPN, when you look at the headlines being spewed by certain players, it's more focused on Jay-Z being a hypocrite and him being an Uncle Tom and, oh, he must be reading too many Thomas Sowell novels. Well, I think think in a way they're upset because the protests 
Just because they're thinking they emotionally, the protesters undermined. They feel that Cap being blackballed is being undermined, and they feel that Jay Z has probably crossed the line for being critical. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what they think. They're but not thinking. Again, it comes down to the narrative that's being pushed. He's like you said, the headlines shit. That's all that's being pushed. Yeah. No one's. I do think that the fucking interview or whatever he did with Roger Goodell was not a good look. I didn't see the interview. But but if everybody's mad because he said we're past kneeling, I agree. We are past kneeling. That shit has been hijacked to think that kneeling means you don't support the troops. Kneeling means you don't support cops. Kneeling means this and that. I'm tired of that being a highlight or talking point that people can easily nit and say this is what it represents for me. But that's enough about Jay-Z. Like you said, neither one of us are going to be in a position to own an NFL team anytime soon. And him picking the halftime show just means there might be better music to listen to now instead of U2 or Justin Timberlake pulling titties out. Hey, we'll see. Hopefully he does, you know, good things. Hopefully he can bring, can bring about change, like you said. But, yeah, we'll leave it there. What was you wanting to talk about? So just a couple topics here. Um, there's, like, a school district in California. I don't know where it is. I'm not going to lie. Uh, well, I think it's in California. Maybe in Maryland. I don't know. But they're going to, um, or Virginia, they're going to uh, take kids' phones at school when they get in in the morning and lock them in a pouch. And then if there's an emergency, like, yeah, they'll give it back to the kid, but they can't have it throughout the day. It's like a Dave Chappelle comedy show? Huh? That's what he does at his comedy shows. He makes you put your phone in a bag so you can't take photos. Yeah, yeah. Well, something like that. But, yeah, no. And I, and they were talking about it on the news, and I just thought it was interesting. And I'm like, when I was in high school, we had cell phones, but you could keep it on you. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to take it out at all during the day. Def- like, definitely not in class. And if you they, teachers caught you with it, they were probably taking it and telling you you either had to come back at the end of the day to get it or your parent had to come and get it. Mm. What was our biggest distraction on the cell phone back then, though? Snake? I don't remember texting. What, yeah, texting. But I don't remember what games we were playing. Because think about it. We still, like, iPhones came out when we were going into high school. I didn't have an iPhone until college. I didn't, I mean, I didn't either. But I'm just saying, like, that technology was out. There were droids and shit. You remember, like, the the touch screen phones start coming out when I'm just saying like a lot of kids had Blackberry sidekicks but all we had to do was text now there's Instagram Facebook Snapchat I just yeah, think there's more shit. distractions yeah and I think I think cool let the kids keep their phone like the rules we had should be the rules they had I don't think you should have to take the phone in the morning mm. I think if you see them with the phone then it's like oh it's mine I agree but I just think there's gonna be so many opportunities to take kids phones now my phone would be in my hand all the time when I was in high school well if you're in school like and you're not supposed to have something, like, then just don't have it. I feel you, but that's easier said than done. I know, I know. Phone. I used to have mm-hmm. a phone, too. I'm not saying it. It wasn't the same, But shit, you could just sneak, like, We graduated high school in 2009, bro. Didn't we? Didn't you no, graduate in 2010. 2010. So, social media wasn't even... Did you have a Facebook in 2010? Yeah, I had Facebook in high school. Okay. Was it an app that you could access on the phone at that point? I think there was internet on iPhones, bro. Yeah, but I just feel like apps weren't as big a thing. Look, obviously it's more distractions. Yeah. I'm saying though, like, if if a teacher takes your phone every time you sneak look at your phone and get caught, mm. are you really going to keep taking your phone out, or are you just going to try and find time, like at lunch or something, to mm. take it out? Eventually, you'll discipline yourself. I think it teaches discipline. We had a teacher at my school that literally, if he saw you walking down the hallway with like your hat on or with headphones in, this man was going to chase you down the fucking hall if you didn't take them out when he told you to. Yeah, I would not be able to focus for shit in class now. 
a lecture hall in college, a classroom in high school. I'd leave my phone at home, honestly. If yeah. I was in college, I'd probably leave it either at home or in my backpack. Yeah. Like, keep it loaded dead when I'm in school because, yeah, no, I need to focus. But I'm just saying, I thought it was kind of, I think that's a bit extreme. I don't think they should be taking the phones when they first get there. But I don't think their kids should be able to use their phones in school either. It's a bit extreme, but so is armed security at schools. But that's sort of one of the suggestions that a lot of politicians are pushing forth instead of just gun regulation. Oh, so, that reminds me of another story. But oh, go ahead. I have that's a set line of stories. Yeah, as um, long as it's not too much death. No, no. Uh, Harvard Research just came out with a study that said that uh, there's like a chemical in cannabis that is... Um, very good for pancreatic cancer, I think. Okay. Because um, they were saying that the like survival rate of, again, death, but unfortunately, this is just stats to prove. It's like 1%, 20% is a one-year survival rate of this cancer, and then like five years is down to 8%, hmm. which is one of the lowest rates. But yeah, no, they said it showed like that it's highly therapeutic and like all this other shit in combating that, uh, this like flavonoid that's hmm. in plants have flavonoids in case the viewers don't know but our listeners mm. but uh, i don't know too much about them either i was just read an article but if harvard's coming out research saying hey there's some medical value here clearly like maybe it's time well if harvard says it yeah no I, harvard is definitely the end-all be-all when it comes to medicine and when people say that a harvard study says you're gonna give it some credence it's dope how you can extract certain chemical compounds from weed now because when I was coming up, I remember my chemistry teachers explaining THC and breaking down exactly what THC was and why it gets you high and how it is the chemical compound that gets you high, the psychoactive one. Dude, if, he didn't talk if, about CBD. If our brain didn't have receptors for that shit, then clearly it wasn't made for us. But our brain does have receptors for us, so clearly there's something there that goes with us. Every animal has receptors for it. That's how your dog can get high. Um, it's, it's interesting, though, how now we could take out HSV and CBD oh, yeah, yeah. and all these different things. I mean, there's certain chemical compounds that can make you less hungry instead of making you more hungry. There's certain chemical compounds that can put you straight to sleep instead of making you kind of drowsy. You know, so I mean, there's 85 known chemical compounds in cannabis. It's crazy. Yeah. Have you seen the news about the rainforest? recently the, the amazon. amazon dude like not the news just instagram yeah if it wasn't for instagram i wouldn't know what's well, happening it was on the morning they they had it on like national news this morning on uh, cbs this morning talked about it finally but it's about time but yeah like there's massive amounts of like uh wildfires there like 70 percent more at this point throughout the year than last year like 90 some thousand active right now said you can see it from space they, dude, it was so heavy. Like, the smoke was so heavy. There was a blackout in the city, like, from the smoke at 3 p.m. for an hour. That shit is... That's a, that's crazy. It is. The sun can't break through the smoke, so it's dark as fuck. Um, it gives you a taste of what an ash cloud would be like following some huge volcano. And Yeah, and then the the Brazilian president said that the data that, that their science department came out with and shit like that is fake. Because he Bolsonaro. doesn't believe in climate... And he's been put, and he's like one to push like the deforestation with the farmers and shit. He doesn't care. He doesn't. But like, dude, Mother Earth is gonna attack back. It will. I mean, that, that's what's happening. Like, people are all worried. Like, oh, the world is gonna end. The world's gonna end. no. Humans are gonna fucking end. Exactly. The Earth is gonna live on. It's lived on through what four mass extinctions now? That we or know some of. Shit like that. Yeah. Like, oh, 
Ice Age came and froze everything. Oh, world survived and turned around and came back after thousands of years. Oh, there are massive lizards and dinosaurs and shit. Oh, those all got killed, but the Earth is still here. Yeah, right? gonna always bounce back. That's why the fact the government can tax us for land like they own it. Bitch, you don't own shit. Might as well dig a hole in the Earth and just drop money in. How, how do these people, though, like, just blatantly disregard science? Because they've been around for a long time and I don't know back in the 70s a lot of scientists were pushing some statistics that didn't come to pass so if I was a person that lived in the 70s and they told me by the year 2000 Florida's gonna be underwater and now it's 2020 and that hasn't happened yet I might be a little skeptical too and I'm not skeptical I believe the climate change scientists I believe the Al Gore documentary when it was showed to me at age 8 I was terrified you don't have to I mean it's hard to sit there and say, oh, I don't believe it, when you can see it. It's clearly happening. Like, we just had the hottest month ever on Earth. Yep. Um, and climate is different from weather. So just because now it's super hot doesn't mean when winter comes around, we won't have extreme climate. Because all it is is just the major shifts happen. So now we might have the coldest winter ever. Yeah, I mean, who knows? And you'll hear a lot of Republicans saying, oh, global warming, <laughs> what? Hey, Donald Trump pulled that shit like last year or two years ago but it's intellectually disingenuous it's scary that these people have power they're in control of who oversees the epa and everything else it's it's unfortunate but it's the world we live in capitalism crony capitalism controlling everything in ohio in march two first graders accessed the gun in the in the school that they had in the school so the student resource officer had a gun locked up somewhere? No, no, no. Ohio's one of the states where teachers can have guns. Mm. Like, they have a law. Either that or in this district. They have some law where they can have, like, they can have guns. Mm-hmm. The kid's mom is the one who left the case unlocked. But the kid and another first grader. These are five-year-olds, bro. The kid's mom left the case unlocked, though. You just said it. Yeah, I know. This happens had, all the time. They had access, but it's in the school. No. They had access to the gun. I thought guns were going to make schools safer because we had responsible people who were going to be holding them. Two fucking first graders pulled out a gun and were playing with this shit because the lady left the, the case unlocked yeah. in the classroom. No, that's not the gun's fault. It's the person's fault. And that's the law's fault for not making sure these people were trained, certified, and registered gun oh, owners. This is the lady who pushed this agenda in oh. that area. But either way. Um, Did anybody get shot? I don't think so. Okay. But two two five year olds playing with a gun in school is not. It's never good. That's like if you handed a monkey a gun and didn't expect him to start firing. Um, second, but like I said, the timing. This should happen in March. Mm-hmm. This report, no one knew about this until either late last week or early this week when the newspaper in the in the city reported about it. I mean, because it's not really. That's a story. March to August. Well, bro, it's not a story. That is a story. It is, but it happens so often. Two five-year-olds five have access to, to the gun that should be locked up in some secure-ass case, which is one of the big stipulations that these laws were probably passed on. Is Oh, we need good people with good guns. Oh, well, how do you know? Oh, it's only the teachers who want training and are responsible about it and go through all these processes. Clearly, this lady's not responsible. There was a major gun advocate in Florida who got shot by her own kid. He was five. Had her gun. I mean, this happens all the time. Dumbass. Happens all the time. It's like I think, the people who leave their kids in cars. I get sometimes you you forget. Like, you can forget. I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget to, like, lock my car, turn the lights off on my car. 
But I don't know. You think a gun is like something that could kill somebody. I might remember to lock that fucking thing up. It happens all the time. Kids get access to guns. And I believe I read a crazy statistic sometimes where it said, I don't want to say a percentage, but a certain high percentage of gun deaths are perpetrated by kids who oh, get access to guns and kill the yeah, gun owner. by toddlers. Yeah. Yes. I think I think more people get shot by toddlers than they do by random people. Yes. Like in the that I think it, I think that was the statistic I read. So that's probably why that story wasn't reported until a couple months later because they read it and said, "Did anybody get shot?" Well, oh, that okay. the school was probably like cover this shit up, cover this shit up. They were probably waiting for a slow news day, you know. But I don't know that. I just think the time like that's bad time. Like one, this school coverage. One, this shit happened in a school. Two, it happened. Three, or it happened happened in school. Three, it took eight, however many months, five months, six months to fucking come out. It's terrible timing. And that's terrible legislation because they need to come up with a way to make sure you got to make sure the training's being legislated improperly and the people are being educated and informed on everything that's going to be entailed with locking their shit up. And people got to make sure they got their lips locked up too, man. Loose lips sink ships. That's why this wasn't reported. I feel like we just had our own little Today I Learned, but are you familiar with the Today I Learned thread on Reddit? Uh, we've discussed it a couple times. Have we on the podcast? Like you told me about it. Uh, I think we you brought up some topics at one time from it, but oh, damn I'm saying man. other than the podcast, we've discussed it. Now I feel ridiculous. But today I learned that Mario Puzo, the author of the Godfather books, who'd also adapted them to film, had no idea what he was doing because he'd never written a screenplay before. Sounds like Jake. He won two Oscars and decided to buy a book on screenwriting afterwards. And in the first chapter, it said, "Study Godfather One." Here's the thing. Puzo is one of the greatest book writers ever, at least in my opinion. He's one of my favorite authors. Mm. I think it's, it's obviously hard to probably go from one to the other, but like, if you're already really good at writing, screenwriting shouldn't be that hard. Like, you can already write masterful books. It's not like The Godfather was his first book. He had other good books too. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that's because that's that's pretty tight. But I'm just saying, like, dude, it, dude was a masterful writer to begin <laughs> to begin with. He understood the general structure, so the fact that he could adapt it to a movie. But like you said, all good writers don't make good screenwriters. Oh no, not at all. And then, I mean, it's awesome that when he opens the book about screenwriting, it's like, oh, <laughs> look at Godfather One. That's funny. I wonder if whoever wrote that book that he read on screenwriting knew that he didn't know shit about screenwriting. I mean, at the time, who probably did? There's no, There's no one Google. Probably, no one probably ever talked about it. He probably didn't talk about it. They didn't do NPR interviews back in the 80s, so no, I doubt it. Today, I learned the last person to be convicted of blasphemy in the United States was an Arkansas man who, in 1928, put a sign in his storefront reading, Evolution is true. The Bible's a lie. God's a ghost. He spent three months in jail. 1928. I mean, the 20s, we all know, are a little wild scary scary times well i don't even know what the true like definition of blasphemy is uh it's any time that you speak against god speak against religion in a sense that is um i don't know blasphemous that is well, uh, disrespectful then that wouldn't is, atheism be that atheism is definitely blasphemous <laughs> agnosticism is blasphemy anything that Bismirches the name of Christ or religion is blasphemous, I believe. The act or offense of speaking sacrilegiously about God or sacred things. Profane talk. <laughs> I be hearing people say wild shit nowadays. No wonder people were needing to get high. 
Today I learned in the early 20th century, trains in the U.S. were destroyed in staged head-on collisions in front of live audiences for entertainment. This ended in the 1930s as it was seen to be wasteful of old but otherwise useful locomotives at the height of the Depression. So that just shows, at any given time, human beings are prone to just start blowing shit up for fun. Well, I mean, it goes back to when we would just be like, you're going to fight this bear. You're going to fight this lion, yeah. You're going to die for, our, enter- for yeah. our entertainment. Thumbs up, thumb down. The lion didn't kill him. Should we? Should we just, just cut him up now? No. I mean, I'd watch two, like, if it was staged and I knew no one's dying, I'd watch two old trains go ahead. Bro, we watch, each other, dude. That shit would be fucking awesome. We watch stage demolitions. We'll watch buildings blow up. I mean, sure, we watch two people go savagely at each other in fucking UFC. Fuck yeah, and watch fucking two trains collide. Yeah, and I've joked about it before. The fact Michael Vick went to jail for dogfighting is bullshit. Because Dana White should be in jail for life for fighting human beings. Like human cockfighting. I'm glad they came to their senses, though. And we're like, you know what? We're really hurting right now. We could use these... We could use these trains rather than making expensive-ass new ones. How much was a ticket to see trains explode into one another? Five cents? Probably something like that. Like a penny? That's crazy. Speaking uh, of pennies, you know it probably costs more to make pennies than it does to have them? Yeah, I saw but that. But if you got rid of them, it, you would need to like to make prices. All prices would have to be in certain increments. It would be so stupid. Yeah, they'd end up being everything would be instead of $9.99, it would be like $9.95 or something like that, or $9.90 now. You know, I, I read about that a few years ago. I said they might take them out of circulation. Today, I also learned that 78% of NFL players are broke within two years of retirement. I've I've heard that too, and there's isn't there ESPN thirty for thirty about that? Yeah, years ago they came out with it, but I was working at the NFLPA around that time, and everyone there said, "Oh, that thirty for thirty is BS. They don't talk about the players that work with us now in player services and all this stuff." I'm well, like, I mean, that's because like most think about all the guys who are in the NFL. Yeah. It's thousands and thousands. What's what's fifty three times thirty two? That's fifteen hundred, and then you have to think like every or I think that's fifteen hundred, but then or fit. Something I don't know, but then there's all the uh, old players. So it's been like tens mm-hmm. of thousands of players that have played football. A lot of old players hate the new union too, and young players because they feel like they've done more for younger players and older players. There's a lot of politics around that shit. But at the end of the day, so if anybody's listening and you ever make it to NFL, fi- hire someone you trust or a good financial advisor. Everyone's gotten got Adrian Peterson. Fred Taylor, mostly put, running backs. Like put your money away. Put yeah. some of it away. Don't let your boys around you pressure you into giving them shit. Uh, and the thing about it is a lot of dudes who end up doing the best had fathers, uncles, brothers who were in the league already. So you look at certain families like the Fullers. Marcus Fuller or uh, Keenan Fuller, whatever. It's like Fordham. Vincent Fuller. None of them going to go broke because... Vincent went first, and all of them understand how it works from that point. You know, the roles. Dude, all those brothers would play, like, cornerback. Yes, I am. They all play cornerback. I know. One of them played receiver, I think. One of them was with the Skins, wasn't he? And he got traded. Mm-hmm. One was with the Bears. Then dudes with the Bears. Then there's another one. Um, I interned with the oldest one, Vincent, at the NFLPA. That's how I knew them all. But, yeah, they all went to Virginia Tech. And, and they they're all know. from around here. They went to school up in, like, Baltimore. Yeah, they're all beasts. But a lot of dudes like the Bosa's their dad played now both brothers are going to play their kids are probably going to play you look at the Mannings the Mannings the Matthews Casey Matthews Bruce Matthews Casey Senior so the dudes who but then it is like dudes like to spend money on extravagant shit and I would too but you just gotta be smart 
You got to be smart. I'm just saying there's a minority that represents that 20%, and they're usually NFL royalty for the most part. Like, they'd have to do really, really bad to fuck up that money. Yeah. Can you imagine going from, like, having millions of dollars to nothing in a matter of two years after you stop playing? I imagine it must be just like having nothing before. Because if you go to have... I think it would hurt worse. You think so? Yeah, dude. No. I think it'd be like... It'd be like... If you're ignorant of the fact what it's like to have money, then you can't really sit there and be like, oh, I missed that. Mm-hmm. You know, you've only known not having money. But it's like, you went from not having money to having money to not having money. It's like, fuck. Mm. I lived that fucking life, and I know what that life is, and now I don't have it. There's a Louis C.K. joke about that. Wi-Fi on airplanes. Well, it kind of goes back to, uh, I mean, Plato's allegory of the cave. Hmm can't bitch about what you never had and then as soon as you get it you start bitching about it like the people long story short the allegory of the caves these people are in a cave mm-hmm. darkest cave you know there's someone who comes and lights a fire and all they see are shadows that's all they know and then one day you get let out the cave one person gets let out let out the cave and then he comes back to explain oh there's a whole world out there people look like this and it's tall people and it's and short like people. they don't the people who haven't been out there can be like oh he's either lying or like we don't fucking care because we haven't seen it. But then he has to stay back in the cave knowing what's out there. It's like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the allegory they murder him because he's lying. Today I also learned one of the most powerful unions in New York City in the 1960s was the Bagel Bakers Union. Because they made far more money than engineers, policemen, and teachers. They went on strike. Bagels simply weren't available. The process hadn't been automated yet. That's that's interesting yeah bagels ran shit back then not yeah, the cops I think about a lot of things how it was before technology came and I know when people say oh I would this is the best decade to live in right now is the best to live in because of medical advances and technological advances I would have loved to be in my prime in like the 70s hmm. speak for yourself anything pre-1980 I ain't fucking with it I love my rights well obviously I mean not in that I don't mean in that sense but I just mean in like no I know what you mean in like oh there's not a fucking camera on every corner like people actually talk to one another like when you walk down the road you didn't have headphones to put in your fucking ears and like listen to music and not talk to people on the bus or not read or all the shit the people actually enjoyed outside I think the 90s were ideal for that kind of stuff 90s was like a 70s renaissance without all the hippie shit you know yeah yeah i mean like even then though like back in the 70s like oh i'm going over like you're 15 six, you're a hot teenager i'm going over so-and-so's house mm. all right call me when you get there you just use the phone hey can i call my house my mom's living over here and that's like you go do whatever the fuck you want no one's ever gonna know yeah that's so true yeah i'm just gonna sneak out but talk about that with uh how certain jobs were valued higher back then just think about how information and the language was disseminated because only certain people could read so if there was a contract and you were dealing with some rube who had never seen the English language before on paper you could tell them it said anything you wanted rip them off it's probably really easy to get rich back then yeah also everything was super cheap mm-hmm. you could buy land like for 
ten thousand dollars and then it'd be like a nice ass plan and now it's worth fucking six hundred thousand seven hundred thousand dollars and even back then people want to say well with inflation and everything ten thousand dollars is a lot of money yeah for broke people but if you were rich you had access to ten thousand dollars it was even easier to get ten thousand dollars because there was a greater disparity between the rich and the poor yeah bro if you bought land like in key west back in the 70s you'd be so rich today think about those huge estates in connecticut and stuff like that like, those are the people who own America. <laughs> or, like, if you built, like, then in the 80s, like, building Ocean City and fucking, like, Miami on a larger scale. It's like, god damn, if you just had some money and were somewhat smart about that kind of, with the foresight for that shit, you'd be rich as fuck. Going back to Jay-Z, full circle. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for, like, two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling. What'd that make him? Dumbo. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to fucking get in on some some buildings, but there I don't have the money. Well, if you are looking for your real estate needs, hit up my girl Hillary Sky Rawlings. She just got her license and she got a broker in Georgia and a broker in Florida. She's good to go. So I think that's all we got. So I got this edition. Send of us some Spiel. suggestions. Yeah, we take all suggestions. Let us know what you want us to talk about, or if you have any opinions on what we said, we will gladly talk about it. Yeah, some have been thrown at me, and don't just be reaching out to me, requesting to be on the podcast. Everyone can't be on the podcast, but some of y'all can be, because I'm sure you have some valuable insight to provide. Get at me at J underscore Cub the Jeweler. It's not hard. Yeah, DM him. Ladies, he's single. You can hit me up at Ask Beach or send all questions to at Real Spiel Pod if you want to reach out to either one of us. Topics, questions, ratings, reviews, suggestions on how to make things better. Much love, much appreciated. Oh, no, no. One more thing. I don't know if we talked about it yet. Have you listened to YBN Cordae's album? I have not. I don't plan on listening to it. Oh, damn. That shit is fire, bro. Well, you might have just changed my mind. I'll put it on. If the if the, the YBN throws you off, if that's what it is, just because he's part of that that group and shit. That, at first, I was like, yeah, I don't know. Then I listened to it, and I was like, damn, this isn't what I was expecting, and this shit is tough. No, I like Neymar. I just don't like Cordae as much. I like Neymar. True. Mm. All right. Much love. Listen to us next time. Had the lowest luck. Used to ride the bike up to the store. I need a rover truck, a Billy Coop. Yeah, I'm wearing Prada. I like Fendi too. Grandma passed, had a heart attack. Only 62. My cousin shot. Got me paranoid. Who to trust or not? Gave my brother 25 years. That really sucked a lot. Post traumatic stress is building up. You niggas so dramatic. Fuck these other niggas. I'm the illest. I'm the coldest addict. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, mom and dad never had a damn thing, damn shame. Now I'm popping champagne on a private jet, fuck an airplane, or the Boston over Ian Plantain. Presidential rally, fuck a campaign. Impeach, nigga, 10 deep, nigga. Remember days we was wearing J's and a gold chain, only had three figures. So fortunate, proportionate, lost boy, nigga, no coordinates. Remember Christmas, we was giftless, three foot treat, no ornaments. Pull my dick out, whole swarming it. Flow cold, nigga, no warming it. Mama couldn't afford AU, so we couldn't hoop, nigga, no tournaments. I remember days sipping lemonade, ice cream truck, getting plenty packed. Candy lady had Jolly Ranchers. I don't really have a lot of answers. I'm just searching for the same shit. Same niggas that I came with. Premonitions over reminiscing. Lamb truck, high lane switch. <laughs>